two. Is it not playing anything? No. Damn. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> hit it again. Hit it again. Let's redo this. Erupt. Yeah. Are we live? Yeah, we're live. Let's get it. You're now listening to Sports. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Sport Champs, Street Champs exclusive raunchy discussion show. <laughs> uh, to my right is my man Dave. Right in front of me is my man Chauncey. Yep. And Winston is nowhere to be found. This man is in a penthouse somewhere. Whoa, this is cutting in and out. Oh, oh you're good. Figuring out the tech. That's why we're so late. Technical difficulties. And because I got here late. <laughs> but Winston's supposed to be here. He's he's pent up in a penthouse somewhere. Doing the damn doing thing. Doing Winston things. Um, I don't know what else other to say than that. But, God, this thing is still messing with me. I ain't going to lie. It sounds weird. <laughs> sound good on my end, dog. Yeah. All right, good. Mm -hmm. That's all that matters. I'll, I'll ride one ear, one ear out, one ear in. We'll see what happens. But let's. Uh, I don't know. Where where should we start first? Where should we start first? Good week. Mm -hmm. Good week on my end. Mm -hmm. Let's start with that. How was everybody's week? Um, good. It's good really week good. On my end. Um, got to see you perform, and yep. then uh, secured tickets to BKFC. Whoop! So I owe you money for that. How much were they? One fifty-seven. Okay, that's what the price was. Yeah, that's Am after I all fees. you? Am I giving you cash? What's Whatever's good? clever. Where's my wallet? I don't give you cash on pod, but my wallet's over there. It's all good. <laughs> but um, yeah. So everybody on pod on April 29th, we're gonna go to BKFC forty-one. I believe is the number. Yes. And that's Luke Rockhold versus Mike Perry. So Luke Rockhold, new signee. That's huge. And then crazy. the co-main is going to be Chad Money Mendez versus Eddie Alvarez, the underground king. Another huge acquisition by BKFC. I like it. Um, Beck Ra uh, Rawlings, I believe is how you Rawlings. pronounce her name. She's yeah. going to be pro fighting that night. So I'm excited. Um, other than that, that was pretty much the highlight of my week. What's Hell good, yeah. Chance? Chance uh, in the cut. I'm doing good. Yeah, I mean, just... Uh... Went to classic last night to support my boy. Yeah. Went to Switzerland Insane. And yeah, it was dope. It was a vibe. And honestly, I think uh, Classic Q is really taking the music scene a lot more serious because I like that uh, they put like the little stage that was right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was like on there. And I like that. It was yeah. more interactive the with the fans. And, it is. It's yeah. right there. Yeah, I like that. Mm. Hell yeah, man. Good week. Uh, productive week. Song drop. Crazy week. Song drop week. Today. Um, birthday week. Tomorrow's Your... the birthday. Um, you know, we getting old, dude. It'd be like Shit. that. It'd be but like honestly, that. honestly, I love living life how I live. You know, I'm going to still be wearing shoes like this. I'm going to still be wearing my Nickelodeon hoodie. And I'm 29. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm glowing up. And so are all my friends and my family. So I'm happy. That's you right. know, I'm happy. Um, thank you for all the early birthday wishes and all the birthday wishes I'll continue to get, you know. Throughout the weekend and stuff, thanks and thankful for all my boys around here. Shit, boom, boom, boom. Um, I don't know. I can't wait to just keep growing. Great week. Um, I love the show. It was so much fun. Like I love performing so much. Um, I don't really get nervous that much at all. Like it was kind of weird. I never got nervous at first. Like when I first started performing, never got nervous ever. 
ever got nervous. Nothing. Didn't feel anything. Nowadays, now I'm taking it more serious and actually like trying to make a career out of it. It's it's coming to the form of I feel like I have to pee, but I I don't have to pee. You know what I'm saying? That's where it, that's the only nerves that I feel. But I don't feel physically like mentally nervous, hmm. other than that I feel like I have to pee. But then as soon as I'm about to hit the stage, that shit goes away. It's weird. Damn. It's weird how it comes and goes now. Um, so had a little bit of that last night, but handling it well. Like I never really, I never, I never get nervous. Nervous. Like sometimes people shake and shit, and sometimes like. I don't know. I just never get nervous like that. But that came last night. Overcame that. Um, had a great time on stage. Killed it. Had a lot of fun. At the end of the day, though, <clears throat> I'm never going to be satisfied with a performance. Um, at least right now where I'm at. I, I enjoyed myself. Um, I did good for where I've been and where I'm at. But I could always do better. You know what I mean? Never going to be satisfied. One day I probably will. But don't know when that day will be. I had a lot of fun, though. Hell yeah. So, good week, learning week. I'm learning, you know, learning how to perform. Um, stage performances is a sport in itself, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't know if people realize that, like... You have great crowd work. Yeah, like I try, man. Yeah. I try. I try. Sometimes you don't remember everything. Um, and that's one thing that artists need to... And this, this is a sports podcast, and we'll get to sports in a second. But one thing for performers, if you're ever on stage performing, like... That audio, you have to perform for the audience. Like you can't just go and let them know who you are. Like you gotta rem have them remember you. I don't know how many artists got up there and didn't even say their name. They just hit their song. Just go up there and hit their song. Like, and I don't know if that's like a confidence thing or if it's nerves again. Like mm -hmm. it, who knows? Nerves <clears throat> come in different ways. But learn how to do that if you're hitting the stage. Um, and I need to learn how to you know do a lot of different things when I'm performing. So learning week, fun week. Can't wait for the next week. Uh, streams are still going up. Check out all of that stuff, all of the music. Dropped the Last of Us song today um, and last night. Uh, that's another thing about stage. I forgot to say on stage that that song dropped at midnight mm. um, and that it would be out. Um, you know what I mean? Shout out. Dropping and Shout out your DJ for blessing us with some verses, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He killed it. Killed it, dude. Yeah. Killed it, dude. Uh, love Blitz. Um, not only is, uh, technically he's not a DJ, he's the sound engineer and he produced, he's producing all my beats now, pretty much. Um, while we're on the topic of your week, I can't help but to remind you, homie. I gotta remind you, so as, as mentioned previously on the podcast, the Ariel song has just been, like, hitting, oh my God. hitting, hitting, but <clears throat> Ariel, on his own volition, showed it to Michael Venom Page. Last Wednesday. Showed it to Michael Venom, Fighting MVP. this weekend. Fighting, this, Fighting week this weekend. We're gonna be talking about that, so that's just. Fighting this that's he another showed awesome the song thing. to MVP. Yeah, and and put it up, put me on again, put I'm, me on the show again. It's the fourth time. That's I've been why on I'm the show saying now. we gotta make four times. We gotta like, bro. We gotta like get into the studio and just start like making shit happen. You're already there, but mm -hmm. let's just keep working. Eventually, we're gonna have an Ariel Hawani interview. I'll ask him later, later on down the line when Sport Champs is a little older, when we have more, when we get more, when we when we keep growing. You know, I'm gonna get Ariel on here. That'll be that'll be our gem, you know. But we got that's the thing, <clears throat> especially when you make music. Like I have a lot of unreleased songs. I have a song that's a, a, almost a year old, but I'm holding on to it. I don't want it to release because it's so good that I know it has crazy potential. But right now, where I'm at, it's not gonna go where I want it to go because of where I'm at. Yep. So I need <clears throat> to save it to where I 
build up and climb higher, then I release it. Yeah. And then it gets the traction it actually gets. Like True. Or it should get, I guess I could say. So that's what I want to do with this Ariel thing, too, because mm-hmm. Ariel follows me now. His moderator follows me, and his his sound producer follows me as well. So Dang. the only one I'm, I'm missing is one other producer, and that's GC. Shout out GC. I'll Hell get a yeah. follow eventually. Um, <clears throat> it's crazy. I just, I don't know. He showed it to Michael Venom Page. So, Out of everything. Like, MVP, which the reason he did is because MVP DJs himself. Uh-huh. And, D- and MVP is going to make a remix of my remix. That's going to be insane. So I, yeah. I'm going to message Ariel here in a little bit. I already messaged the sound producer. I didn't get a reply. But I told him, I will send MVP the track stems. We'll, we'll track those. We'll get those stems out to MVP so he can make a remix of it. Fire. that's what you do when you make a legit remix. You need all the track stems and all the, all the undercut stuff. Also, this so. this past week that we got to talk about, <clears throat> we got to react to that crazy UFC card. Yes, we had a crazy up- UFC card, giant upset. <clears throat> Boom! Hit the soundbite. Crazy like it, dude. Here, I'm gonna now it's starting to. Now that you hit the sound, hit me another. Give me a whistle real quick. Yeah, I'm putting the headphones. Damn. Here, so there's a lot of sports things that are occurring right now, so it's <clears> gonna be hard to condense this episode and really talk about all of it. But before we dive into MMA real quick, um, a few footnotes of things that are occurring worth mentioning. Uh, the whole John Morant situation is just getting worse. <sighs> Crazy. So he allegedly, like, in a pickup game, fought a kid and then flashed a gun. That was already a legend. Now it's coming out that some high school kid at a volleyball game his sister was participating in called his sister a bitch. And then he allegedly fought the high schooler and went to the game all kinds like that's when was that that's just now coming out that information and then on top of that when did that go down though um prior i don't know exactly the exact details i was just seeing this on twitter this morning but um jaw got a chill jaw as we all know pulled a a gun or like not pulled but flashed a gun on ig live while he was in denver's own um shotgun willies did y'all know that's where that happened we were supposed to go there for my bachelor party, too. We never went. There's a hilarious bit on <laughs> Shannon Sharp talking about all the good food that all these different joints have. <laughs> Is Shotgun Willies have good food? I don't know. He, he referred to Diamond Cabaret, Shotgun Willies, a couple others. Mm-hmm. I've been on the outside of Diamond, Diamond Cabaret before. <laughs> that tells you a lot. Yeah, see, there's – it's – it's alleged, I don't know the exact specifics, but he's alleged to have, like, had an altercation or an interaction with the 17-year-old. Yikes, dude. So you can't be doing that, Jaw. I just feel like with all the things that are going on against him, that are, like, stacked against him, he uh he really needs to, like, watch his P's and Q's and, like, really try to, like, be a good example moving forward because it's, like, just because you're good at basketball, which everyone agrees you're really good at basketball doesn't mean that you should be above the rules you know and if these are the actions that he's like the types of behaviors that he's really like doing then i don't think it's really fair for all the players that like grind their hearts out and don't do that type of behavior to have to be one behind him in a lineup because he just so happens to be really good you know what i mean yeah it's kind of a moral did he get suspended how many games is he suspended he got suspended i think like two games but i think he's taken like a leave of absence from the team right now because of all these things that are occurring i mean you got to let it blow over yeah it's it's tough i wish the best for him but it's just like dude you can't be acting like this you can't not as a professional athlete Mm -mm. um outside of that 
there's a huge uh, the number one draft pick today was just traded to the Carolina Panthers for beyond a bag. So basically, the um, Chicago Bears traded the Carolina Panthers the number one overall pick in exchange for the ninth overall pick in this draft, the 61st overall pick in this draft, a first rounder next year, a second rounder in 2025, and then their best receiver, wide receiver DJ Moore. Mm. That's ev- dude. Everything. Chicago just fleeced Carolina. They did, dude. That's insane. Well, honestly, Carolina needs a quarterback, dude. They had it to makes do sense. It. They it, had to do it. Yeah, it makes sense. I wonder. I wonder how Car- Carolina fans feel about that. I really do. I wonder how Carolina fans feel. Um, I'm gonna pull up the be pulling up the chat on my iPad. So if you guys are hitting the chat, I'm gonna be pulling it up right now. I've been checking it on my um, phone as well. Nice. So both of us have the chat up. We got Chauncey in the back too. Yeah. Um, doing the damn thing. But D Man in there. Other than that, what was good, dog. I'm trying to think of some other sports-related non-MMA news. There's not a lot that's jumping out to me, but I guarantee you it's just going to like come back to me really fast. Because I've been sending Winston. Every time I see something that I think is worth talking about from now on, I'm sending to either Derek or Winston. No hesitation. I like it. I have some for basketball. Let's nice. Get it. Markel Fultz is shooting better overall than Stephen Curry, Damian Lillard, and Kyrie Irving this season. He's having a career best year in point per, per game's Field goal, three-point average, and everything else. What team is he on? Uh, Magic. Nice. Wow. Okay. That does not surprise I me. I wonder what how long his contract is mm. with the Magic. Because if you're doing that, where are you going to go after? Um, yeah. Other bas- is he long signed? Other knows? basketball news, breaking news. Um, Kevin Durant just like rolls his ankle in a warm-up and is mm. going to be out a minute. He's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. Mm. How do you feel, Phoenix? You got like a game from this man. Kevin Durant is so talented, but with his body type and his age, it's just he's he's too fragile, unfortunately. He hasn't played, I don't think he's played but like 40-plus games since he like won the ship with the Warriors. He has not played a lot of games. That number's definitely wrong, but if you think about the amount of years he's been removed from his championship run, and he hasn't even played like 100 games. Take my Here's the, the footy. <clears throat> You can see, like, right as he goes to step for the jumper, watch his left ankle. Here it comes, right there. Yeah. Ooh, we don't want that. And then other breaking news, because, again, this yep. is stuff I've been sending. He's got it right here, too. One more time, big screen. Hopefully we don't get in trouble for this. Yeah. Oh, I hope not. Let me stop it. Yeah. Maybe we should. <laughs> Some other breaking. We just don't need that. Yeah. We, we already. And if you guys didn't notice last time, we definitely got hit with a copyright strike and our mm-hmm. video was taking down for a good amount of time because of the UFC. So, um, <clears throat> again, because of the magnitude of topics ah, that, there, that there are Show to talk about. On pod. Oh, yeah. Just because there's so much MMA stuff to talk about, I'm just kind of breezing through some of these. Um, I got you. Go ahead. So another breaking news. So the Ravens are placing Lamar Jackson on a non-exclusive franchise tag, which basically means they're not giving him a new contract. They're, the contract implies they're paying him 20% more, but other teams can match the offer or offer him more money. And then now the Ravens can choose to match that or not. So they're basically they're, – they're, they're trying to do what I would say is the safest way to shop Lamar, which mm-hmm. is insane. That's this wild. man, he's an MVP – Fucking, he's got a playoff win, so he's not like a playoff like whoa by any means. Um, granted, he's only played like twelve games the last two seasons because of his health. You know, he keeps getting hurt. Mobile quarterbacks do not fare well in long term. 
It's never like if you think about it, it just all they they take running back like snaps, but they're not built to take running back hits. So that that accumulates. So they maybe are thinking that like the is it worth it because he wants a fully guaranteed contract. He wants a Deshaun Watson esque contract. And the reason that this is whoa, sorry the reason this is actually kind of breaking news in a sense as well is um what's his name. Daniel Jones agrees to like a hundred, I want to say it's like a hundred and sixty million four year deal. And so, like, if you think about his numbers, you look at Daniel Jones' numbers. Other than getting real hot at the end, he hasn't really produced much, and he's getting a big contract. That being said, they have not had good weapons for him to use. They've had Saquon, and like that's it. They got rid of Evan Ingram. Um, Sterling Shepard was probably their best receiver, you know. So if you think about it, Daniel Jones has never really had a wide receiver one. So it's hard to judge what he's capable of. But same respects. Like Lamar had Hollywood Brown, but Hollywood didn't like how that was a pass or a run first offense. And he's a wide receiver. So he wanted to go play with his buddy in Kyler Murray and go to Arizona. So he has to be traded. So that was like the best receiver they had. And now they lost him. So now it's just Lamar and their tight end, Andrews. So. That's that's all nuts. Um, My homie Beemore is grim right now, if he's hearing this. <laughs> yeah. Other breaking news, former NBA star Sean Kemp was arrested following a drive-by shooting in Washington. What is going on right now? Nah, for real. Brother, the, sim- like, what is the, going- sim- the simulation is cracking, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, we got a lot of violence in the sports realm yeah. lately. And again, these are all the things that I... I'm sure there's more that I have neglected to mention this episode, because... like. Mm-hmm. Um, some uh, considered luck for the NCAA men's basketball tournament for March Madness is Mizzou, which is the first time in a long time they've been to that tournament. So I'm extremely excited for them. Um, Calvin Ridley got reinstated. For those who don't know, Calvin Ridley bet $1,500 on a game <clears throat> once he was already eliminated or whatever, and because NFL players so can't great. bet, he got a one-year what suspension. Wonder how he got caught. How do you get caught? I'm not sure. I wonder if the sports book reported him. Snitch. <laughs> like i don't even know regardless they're not allowed because it's considered like insider trading because they have knowledge that other people don't have being participants in the league you know so that was huge um other than that nfl combine was over we got like the chiefs didn't franchise tag orlando brown jr which everyone thought that they would but if we franchise tag him we would have paid him like 20 million dollars which meant the year after that he's not going to take less than that so He's he, uh, he's a free agent. He can go shop. He can go beyond whatever team wants to pay him that bag. I really honestly think he's going to get the bag because despite allowing a lot of quarterback pressures, he had a pretty good um, playoff run. And that's the type of sample size that they're really going to like magnify because they're like, how what does he do under pressure? So I would love to retain Orlando Brown Jr. It's sad. Same thing. We cut Frank Clark because that had to clear cap space. Frank Clark, number five, five. You are a dog. I'm forever going to be a fan of yours. It's, it's just this is the business <laughs> That's side. That always hurts, bro. It's the business side of football, bro. <laughs> That's what's hard about the buying Broncos, jerseys too, bro. The Broncos are shopping Cortland Sutton. What? Yeah. Crazy. Bro, it's, it's, yeah, because uh, I don't even want to get into that. You got Jerry Judy. It just, <laughs> I don't even want to get into It's it. what I'm saying. Like, There's uh, so much random sports things that are going to be occurring outside of combat that we're like that are right now. So like, we're going to cover um, – like. The draft, as we get closer to it next month, that's going to be huge. It's in Kansas City. I can't wait to see who takes what. Chiefs got, like, a bunch of picks. Broncos have got not so many picks because they the, the Russ trade. Thanks, Russ. Nah. Let's but rack. honestly, I think 
A lot of shit is changing. We're in the player. A lot of shit is changing. We got a new coach. Yep. Um, and he's cha- he's changing everything for Mr. Russell Wilson. Mr. Russell Wilson doesn't have a nice little office in any- anymore. Doesn't, doesn't have, seven have his parking spots? seven parking spots anymore. He did. He's getting treated like a normal fucking he's human getting, being on yeah. a team again. He's not being pedestaled as Fuck better no. than the team, which is good. We need that shit. But you know what else we need? Running back, a fucking running back, and a pocket passer that are an actual pocket pass. Like you know what I mean? He has to roll out to fucking pass. So so you got to do a lot of different shit for that offense. The only thing that you have working in your favor for Russ is that you guys had Nathaniel Hackett last year who is legitimately considered a potential worst coach of all time. If you're just Mm going to call play calling, he never called plays outside of like, I think college. We had to count the time for him. I mean, I said said (laughs) it before and I'll say it again. Y'all got him because y'all thought that was going to be a like an accessory to acquiring um, band-aids y'all thought you were gonna get aaron Rodgers because aaron Rodgers loved him but it is what it is it wasn't meant to be you guys have a lot of upside but you guys the rust thing for the amount of money you guys are either gonna like ball out with rust this year and he performs and he keeps his job or he's y'all are gonna take a significantly less cap hit to get rid of him after next year that's what y'all are that's what y'all are in for but if you guys want to know how it is the only basically with the a few sol, uh, a few soldum exceptions pretty much every quarterback that's leading these teams like Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, like all these other ones there's some outliers all the ones that are competing in Super Bowls for the most part are all taken in like the top 15 like mm-hmm. you you go get your quarterback is like yeah. the Broncos have been very fortunate in the fact that they they took an all-timer in Peyton Manning and had the best offense ever with him and then followed up with like the best defense or one of the best defenses of all time so the, the, they kind of got a little complacent because they were like, oh, we can take an older um, waning quarterback, put him in a great system, and go win. And that's basically what the Broncos have been doing with <clears throat> with the exception of the Drew Locke um, draft pick in the second round, which, again, that's not quite going and getting your guy, and then Paxton Lynch. But Paxton Lynch is just a bust, simply put. How do so, you feel about uh, Sean Payton going to Denver? Um, He's an offensive guru. If you look at what he did with Drew Brees' career in NOLA, he took Drew Brees and then made him like a household name. And then now he's an all-timer. So as lame as this sounds, other than like chemistry is not something that you – it's something you have or you don't or that's something you establish and then you build upon. Like chemistry is a a locker room thing, something that I've never been a part of, but I can just speak to like coming from teams that are – that have drafted and promoted within. So it's like if you guys can get chemistry – that's the only excuse now that's holding you back compared to last year. Last year, the only thing holding you back was poor coaching. And, like, the execution on the coaching was just atrocious. So now you don't have that excuse. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying it like it was an excuse. I'm just saying the only odds against your favor is chemistry. It's a question mark. He's a very competent coach, Super Bowl champion. I guarantee you your offense will look better. I just think it may be a year before we see it. I'm not saying – I'm just completely question-marked around Russ. I think Russ is on his way out, but I'm not – the way he played the Chiefs, he looked like a fucking dog. If he can play the way he played the Chiefs for, like, 14 games, he's going to put up numbers. So it's like I can see it, but I can also see it on the on the opposite. So mm. Fuck. Dude. Will he cook? <laughs> I, John Payton won't be the reason he doesn't. I just wanted to say and add on to that, we are way better off than we would be. With probably anybody else in the than NFL the, than Nathaniel Hackett. So yeah. what you know what I mean? It, 
It's kind of slim pickings, coach. Co- coaches are slim pickings right now. And I believe you guys they got, have been. I think you got Vance Joseph as your DC again, mm-hmm. who was a former head coach. He's a good defensive um, coach. You guys always had good defensive minded coaches. We, always, so yeah. It's the, the the Broncos defense has always been like a powerhouse. So I mean, you're picking them up every year in fantasy football. I know that They're a lot of people. Up. Yeah, they're picked up. So um, other than that. There's not much that I'm just, aware of. I wanted to end on that, though. I hope we pick it up next year. Looking forward to next year's football. Oh, same. Fuck. If you, you think know. we won a Super Bowl in a Yeah, re- same Super Bowl champions. Chill out with your Chiefs lanyard. Bro, we, All right? we won Fuck, the, dude. We won the I'm Super staring Bowl. at a Chiefs lanyard right now. Yeah. I bought that at Arrowhead. <laughs> yeah, oh, you no. did. Of course <laughs> you did. When we beat the Raiders. Oh, yeah, good shit. That's good shit. Yeah, yeah everyone. The everyone. Yeah, the, the whole AFC West mutually agrees, like, I obviously want the Chiefs to win, but if I could have one team every year go like zero and seventeen, it's the Raiders. Oh yeah, like no oh, hezzy, yeah. like no hez. It's as lame as it sounds. Like the AFC West has always been like one team has been head and shoulders above the rest. Practically, it was the Broncos for like my whole teenage to like later years. You know what I'm saying? And then the Broncos when we were younger in the John Elway days, the Chiefs weren't shit my whole fucking life. <laughs> and then we got Andy Reid, culture changed, and like. Andy Reid took a two and fourteen Chiefs, and then we won a wild card playoff game with Alex Smith. First playoff game that we won since I was two days old with Joe Montana. Yeah, mm. that's what I'm talking about. So that's what a coach can do for you. Facts. And Andy Reid's an offensive guru. He is, Sean dude. He's an all timer. He's an all timer. Seriously, yeah. I think he's the second best coach ever behind Bill Belichick. But I love his. <laughs> what I love about Andy Reid, love his build, love his mustache, dude. He looks like a coach, man. He looks like a coach's coach. And, and, and he's the fucking the bro, glasses. Come on, dude. He wore Supreme Air Force Ones to the combine. I hate this guy now. Honestly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. no I'm just kidding. But, exactly. All timer, bro. Yeah, he's got the second most. All these other schlub freaking loser coaches. Second. Step over. Pull up Andy Reid for me, please. He's got the second most playoff Look at wins. Drip, dude. Ever. I call him Bandy Reid. That's my dog. Yo. There's a hilarious meme where it shows, like, you know when Woody goes like this and you see, like, how it says Andy on his foot? Yes. But instead, um, uh, on the ground, it just shows all the rest of the AFC West because it's implying that Andy Reid owns them hoes. Hell yeah. So, and he does. <laughs> Andy Reid looks like the guy that hits the barbecue, like, all the time. This man's a legend. Summer. All the time in the summer. Yeah, see? Oh, oh, Chauncey's trying. He got it. There you go. (laughs) Yo, he is on the boat all summer. Bet. Andy Reid, dude? Come on. Look at this guy. This guy's awesome. How can you not love Andy Reid? This guy's awesome, dude. How can you not love Andy Reid? Seriously. He looks like he fishes all day. He's a beast. He's dope. Roast him real quick. Dave, what you got? I... What a, no. <laughs> Did you see him pause? I can't roast my mans. You can't roast your mans? No. Look, at that. Look at that hairline, though. You can't roast the hairline? I mean, when you got rings, who gives a fuck about your hairline? Boom. You just roasted me. Okay. Right. <laughs> you ride for your team, dude. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> funny um, funny footnote. Fuck off. Funny footnote. <laughs> the Broncos, for years throughout college and up until now, was held and like rubbed in my face like, we got three rings. The time we had just one from like back in the day, 
We got what the fuck is that? That's a bike. With okay. So, but I'm like, sounded crazy. I'm like, we I got, was like, are we getting attacked? What is happening? <laughs> we got three rings now, dog. We just met the Broncos. It sounds like a demon, does it not? Yeah, it sounds kind of wild. Oh, it's a whole it's a, it's a few of them. That's why. Oh, it's a whole brigade. Oh yeah, they mobbing right now. Reminds me of South Park. <laughs> it reminds me of South Park, right? Ooh, Kimosabe, big balling is my hobby. But honestly, put a let's put a pin in what you were just about to get into. Let's pin it real quick. Let me go off a little bit. We, as content creators, as as podcasters, aren't get. That ain't good. <laughs> that ain't good. Something is going down right yeah, now. Yeah, good. Yeah, why is there so many nice old school trucks now? Oh, now there's a guy with a Dodgers flag. Fuck the Dodgers. The guy had a Dodgers flag. You're in Colorado. In Pueblo. Get, what are you doing? I'm so confused. All right. Sorry. We're getting this like, is Pueblo. Oh, there goes another. Oh my. Those don't look like cops. Those look like private security. Really? Regardless, you guys. Sorry for the interruption. We're just getting like a whole group of I thought of we were cars. getting bombed for a second. So. Whoa, back up, dude. Get out of here, chick. Dude, yeah, those are this all... is just too much. Come on, Pueblo. Let's... <laughs> Can yeah. we... Oh, ZZ, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Now ZZ's jumping on top of the... She walks past she, the She's trying zoom. to see the window. She's like a dog. That's great. All right. Sorry Let's reel about it back. That. No, you're good. Let's reel it back, though. I want to get it off. We're not getting the rub, dude. One thing I'm going to bring into... So this isn't really sports-related. I'm sorry, y'all. So we, we know... Um, everybody here knows the... The mayoral or mayoral is that how you say it? Candidacy. Yeah, is that how you say it that though? Mayoral. Right. Regardless, mayoral. We know our homie Derek's running for mayor, right? With one thing that pissed me off about that news article, and he kind of already went on it on the last video. If you haven't seen the last video, go check that out. And I'm not even going to explain it. I'm not even going to say the chick's name. Don't really care. But our local newspaper is known for putting our locals on, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I've made some movement around this goddamn city. And your boy ain't never got no rub. There's been a lot of people that have moved around this city that have not gotten the rub. That have done even more than me. It's it's crazy what they choose to put on it. And it's crazy what they don't choose to put on it. Um, but I just wanted to say... For this reporter to boil our channel down to raunchy discussion all the time sickens the fuck out of me because ZZ. honestly Z yeah get her off the soundboard shit watch out zz come on i'm getting it off zz it, it really sickens the fuck out of me because this reporter is probably watching this right now i really hope you're watching this she probably didn't even make it this far i wish i brought this up in the beginning of the podcast but you want to sit there and watch all of these shows go on every week but then downplay them like we're just talking about raunchy bullshit the whole time we have a sports channel. I don't know if that chick knew that. One of the channels is this, literally we talk about sports the whole time. It's me and Dave keeping it pretty clean the whole time, talking about sports. So where's our rub for that too? Are we the only sports news uh, – sports? I, I guess we could call ourselves a sports news outlet, right? I suppose. Are we the only sports outlet or sports talk outlet? It's more sports talk kind of, right? Yeah. We're the only one in Pueblo. That actually is doing something. That is actually on a real channel that has real number, real numbers. Excuse me. It's it's really crazy 
the rub that we get and the little boiled down bullshit that we get mm-hmm. when our friend is just trying to do something for our shit town. Because that that's that's one thing that pisses me off too. Like, yo, hey, Mr. Reporter, you want to sit there and not talk about our shit town that we live in that has gun fucking violence every fucking day in it? But then you just want to talk shit about like the, if you guys read the story it's crazy kind of the way you, the way they write it you know because all of us know what happened in that interview our one of our best friends was in the interview and told us everything that happened in it so we know what happened we know how it was we know what the tone was like she was here while he was chilling in his house smoking a blunt like that's how chill it was but then to spin it a different way is very crazy to me mm-hmm. because you haven't even put any of us on in a, in a positive light, the first light you put us on is some bullshit. You make us look like shit. I sit here every week and I talk about sports all the fucking time. So what the fuck are you doing? Like you're just – and honestly, it's not even against her personally. She's doing her job and she did her job really good to be honest. That reporter killed it. You know, I like give credit when where credit's due. You did a really good reporter's job. Mm-hmm. But – this is my bounce back to you. You know what I mean? We're fucking doing shit here. I don't know if you realize that. Um, but there's a lot of people that really tap in with us. I don't know if you – and she's probably laughing about the views and shit that we get on our sports podcast. It's okay. We're just starting out. But we we make real work and we, we're here every week. We're here every week and just wait until something happens and something pops. Um, and that's really what I wanted to touch on. I, I hate that she boiled it down to we're just some – piece of shit pod podcast live streamers that that just talk about raunchy bullshit all the time hey we have a sports podcast on here too we're part of this channel we're part of this family so you need to include that too why didn't you put that in there you want to just boil us down to raunchy bullshit i don't know what we're doing here but we haven't talked about shit here other than sports so Mm -hmm. and my concert and like we talk about our life stuff too but don't get it twisted lady like more than raunchy conversation. More than raunchy conversation. <laughs> That's the biggest thing that pissed yeah. me off. All right? I told Derek before he even went for this mayatorial shit, like, or Mary, whatever, whatever. The, however the fuck you say it. <laughs> I told him before, like, yo, you're going to get flack, dude. Like, this is – I told him, like, you better stay focused on the pod because all your time is going to be focused on that and you're going to fucking get a lot of rub because you're this fucking young kid trying to come in here smoking blunts and fucking going for mayor and shit. I told him that shit already. But for them to slander us like that, it's not even really slander, but for them to put us in that certain light really pisses me the fuck off. That's what really got to me. Like, we're here every week, dude. We're really doing shit. Like, what are you doing? You're probably your job, your nine to five. Cool. Go watch Netflix at home and shut up. Like, (laughs) I work... A nine to five, and then I come here and do my podcast shit, and then I do my music, and then I promote my music, and then I fucking have a family life, and a house that I fucking take care of, and a car that I take care of, and for you to just boil us down into this little box that you want to put us in, go fuck yourself, all right? So I've never really – I don't know. I've never really supported the Chieftain because they've always been shit anyways, Mm -hmm. and I think we all kind of know that here. Like they're a very biased newspaper. They like to put shit that they – I mean, this is all newspapers. This is all fucking old mm-hmm. publications anyways. All of them do this. They, they, they're just, I don't know. I'm kind of going off crazy. but Not with the times. You're not with the times, man. You're not, you don't get it. You don't know what's happening in front of you. Um, and it surprises me because Derek brought to light that they're all around our age. 
Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because they wanted to throw us together with like – and uh, it's crazy that I have to explain what jokes are. Like <laughs> it's crazy that I have to explain that it's we're, – we're trying to do a little comedic relief here. You know, maybe not on this channel, but on our Street Champ show. Yeah, very satirical. Mm. Yeah, very satirical. And mm. I'm gonna even put in the title of this Sport Champs thing, um, lashback, or I don't know how I'm gonna word it, but no Pueblo Chieftain's gonna be in the title. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I, I really wanted to touch on this because, motherfucker, we are not just some little bullshit fucking uh, online YouTube streamer. Fucking no, we're really doing things here, like. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, you work for a dying publication? You work for the oldest newspaper in the in Colorado? <clears throat> Good job. Wow. <clears throat> in 2023, you work for a newspaper. <clears throat> and you want to say we're not doing anything? Wow. That's ironic, isn't it? Because you're not going to be here in 10 years. And where are we going to be? Yeah. Glowed the fuck up. <laughs> that's what pisses me off like get out of here bro like i ain't gonna have some shitty newspaper tell us what we're doing isn't what isn't good yeah and and try to spin it in this dark light just because it's it is a candidacy um piece like it's a and they do this with everybody but i don't want to be thrown in with that bullshit i ain't running for mayor <laughs> i'm doing shit right here like and i'm i'm supporting the fuck out of my boy i want him to do this shit but you can't throw us in with that shit, lady. Put us in there as they also have a sports podcast in there where they talk about real shit. And they also, even on our raunchy, our raunchy discussion podcast, talk about real shit. Mm -hmm. Like how Pueblo has shootings every day. Like how our city council doesn't do shit about it. Like how our city council doesn't even live in our city. That's We've talked about that shit before. But you just want to focus on the raunchy stuff. Fuck you. Now, I wanted to bring up one more thing with the Chieftain. Uh, it actually has to do with our homie Chauncey over here. Um, I've known the, the Chieftain as, I don't know, very they're, – they're a shitty newspaper, bro. They charge people for their newspapers, and they don't deliver them. They, they do all this shit. Like, get, get out of here with that. I know you have a personal story with them as well. So basically, my gripe is the way they would like to present – their newspapers and to grab attention and to really marginalize and they people. did it with the headline of her boy yeah so basically uh one of my cousins he died from a fatal drug uh my bad a drunken accident while driving and uh basically i didn't even get to tell y'all this but they basically just like told the whole news and put everything out before the family even could read about it which is a really big thing it didn't get in to media the kin. Yeah, yeah like especially in media it's a big thing that happens a lot but um, that and they also tried to say that he was uh, under the under under the influence when he really wasn't, and then they're even pointing in different things, saying like uh, he was somebody from the east side, and then the grill touch on putting, certain shit. Yeah, you just mean a, just putting bro. stuff in there, and I know it's kind of part of their job to like add the spice and add different things to grab attention, but nah, it, families it, out here. But yeah, it was this shit that was just real shy about him that I just I don't know. I ain't really without it. Yeah, no, nah, man. <clears throat> just gross mischaracterizations. It yeah. is, man. Like, you don't have to put that. You just say a Pueblo man. Like, mm. he's a fucking human being. It doesn't matter where the fuck he lives. Exactly. Because this whole town is fucking ghetto. You know what I mean? We live in a, in a ghetto town. That's mm. where we are right now. 
And if you don't see that, I'm very sorry you don't see that. There's very good parts of our city, but it's in the ghetto. You're in Pueblo. And it's not going to change until something changes with our city council mm -hmm. and whatever the fuck they do with this mayor position. Because they're already talking about whatever the hell. It just, I don't know. It pissed me off, and I really wanted to talk about it on our sports podcast because we're really doing shit here. Now let's change the tone and go back to sports. I just wanted to put a pin in that yeah, and yeah. actually go off. I wish Derek was here so he could be here uh, to talk about it too, but I just had to go off there for a little bit because we're not just some fucking mm -hmm. losers in a fucking room. Pot, like, no, nah, man, we're actually trying to do stuff, and you're going to be dead in 10 years, five years. Five years. I give you five years. How many subscriptions do you have? You know Pretty what I much, mean? Yeah. <laughs> How many just – come on. Yeah. Do you even – we have 1,500 subscribers that tap in. Do you even have 1,500 subscriptions in this town? Probably because it's folks. a big – Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of old folks in this town. Probably. But fuck you. <laughs> that that ending that ending uh, insult didn't work very well. <laughs> now, you gonna hit us with that MMA soundbite? Yeah, hit us with the MMA soundbite, man. All right, so I think we should react to that UFC card. Let's react, dude. I have it pulled up right here. So the one that all just the way to the early prelims, and it was a good ass card. I didn't start watching until like probably like shortly before the main card i was watching on my phone i'm like i don't know if there's a preliminary fighter that i'm really anxious to see because of like having witnessed them fight before i will watch but i'm kind of a fair weather when it comes to those because it's like if you start watching in the early prelims and end of the main event you've been watching for like over five hours it's a lot it's a chore it's a lot i have to multi-screen and do other things so that I'm not, like, burnt out. Because, like, when you get, like, a... Oh, really? A, no, I'm saying when you get a card full of decisions... Ah, yeah. That just that burn, that, that'll that burn me out. You know what I'm it saying? It will, but honestly... It was, this was it not. It was good like, prelims. Yeah, man, let's get yeah. into it. I uh, tapped in for the Esteban Rivoviks and uh, the Luik Radzabov mm -hmm. fight. I was toward the second round, mid-second round, when I actually started watching. It was on my phone because I was out and about. Mm -hmm. But I still was cognizant, still was watching it. Um... And, yeah, we started off with two decisions back-to-back. -back. The first decision went to uh, Razdevab. I went. I did terrible with that one that time. Uh, <laughs> Luik Razdevab. That is the guy who won the first decision for the first early prelim. That was in the lightweight division. Right after that, we had a bantamweight decision win for Farid Basharat. 10-0 now. 10-0 for Basharat. And, you know, right now we have – oh, sorry. Uh, we had that in the bantamweight division. Right after that, we had a women's strawweight bout. That ended not in a decision, right? That was Tabitha Ritchie getting a submission over Jessica Penne. Jessica Penne really kind of falling off a little bit. Poor How thing. about you? I know. Every time I think of her, I think her I most no bad. her most notable highlight, which is unfortunate to say this, was when, like, Valen or was it Holly Holmes who kicked her and then she, like, put her hand up? Or was that Jessica I? That was Jessica I. Okay, forgive me. So I was going to say her every time I think of them. Because they have similar names. Um, who I, was that? Uh, who who dropped Betch Kohea and she did the same thing? She like waved, like while she was sitting on the ground. That was Holly, I believe. It was Holly. Regardless, I'm conflating a lot of fights. Forgive me, <laughs> but like head kick knockout highlight reel when you're not the one throwing the head kick is not good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A little long in the tooth. It yeah, is what it is. I mean, eight and one Tabitha Ritchie getting that sub in the second round, two minutes and fourteen seconds. Right after that, we had a bantamweight fight. Cameron Simon. Took a decision win against Mana Martinez. It was a good fight. I actually watched that fight very closely. Really good fight. And uh, I was hyped to watch it. So here's where I tuned in. Right here? Because this was part of my bet. 
Nice. This was part of his bet. I don't know. I don't. Believe... I had a big bet, and I missed two legs. I was say I don't. I'm not sure if we hit our parlay, but I know my leg of the parlay right we there. I hit. Did not hit because we we had double, basically like a double we double didn't... with 12 rebounds for Jokic. See, I wish uh, we need Winston. Wish I had more money so I could actually like fucking bet our parlay. I legit only have like I bet three dollars last weekend. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. And when is, I have yeah. the three dollars, I make a giant parlay. Just yeah. so, like if it hits, then I actually have money. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like I go for the big wins. But but Ian Gary's fight versus um, Kanan Song was a barn burner because barn at, the, burner. at the beginning Kanan Song dropped Ian Dro- Gary, and when I was watching that, was beating I, his ass. I was in the like, first oh round. no, please don't! And then like, same. Um, Ian Gary got his Ian wits Gary together, was able to do the damn thing, got the TKO in the later rounds. Um, shout out Ian Gary, you're such like a bright young prospect, like. Yep. His striking is just nice. He's got the whole, he's the whole package. He doesn't quite have the intellect that Connor does on the mic, but he has the accent. So mm. I think that's like an easy sell. Yes, dude. Great fight. That was definitely worth like tuning in at that. I was fight. excited as fuck when he got the finish. Because if you bet for Ian Gary in that first round, after you know how he much got money dropped? you would have made? Yeah. If you, oh. After he got dropped and he went to the – because he lost that first round. He for lost sure. the first round. That could have sure. been like a 10-8. It could have been a 10-8. Song was bringing it to him. So if you bet, I guarantee that line flipped. Mm-hmm. So if you bet him at plus money and then got him in that, oh, imagine what that line was for second round finish for Ian Gary. Well, it was third. In the first. Oh, it was a third round? Yeah. Yes, it was. A third round finish. So if you would have bet, yeah, that still would have been good. Third round finish, that would have been, Those even, odds been, been even better odd dicey. than the second round. Um, wow. So moving on into the card. Moving on into this prelim. Going all the way down to the bottom, we had Co. Oh, so that one's like, yeah. That was the canceled fight. Cody Carbrandt was supposed to fight Julio Ars. So instead, Arsene, yeah, and we'll talk about his a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, a he fought bit after this. First though, we got Julian Marquez taking a loss to Mark Andre Barriot. Now and, uh, that's Julian from uh, Factor- Factory X. Now before I was about to say before we even mention the unfortunate fact that we were that he lost, I want everyone who watched that card to take a note when um, Julian Marquez was fighting between rounds. And he oh they, no he's got it he's got it he's got it they need to they need to take game. note because there was a familiar face who was cornering a Julian Marquez mm. and it was our dog Jacoby in the corner at UFC he's gonna be like uh, this is a like I said expect that man in the UFC banner in the near future he's gonna this be is, in the UFC he like he cornered a dude because okay so. Um, Julian Marquez, if I'm not mistaken, was a part of um, the James Krause gym in Kansas City. And then when he had to disband, because James Krause um, did his whole nonsense, his betting nonsense, he went to Factory X. And that's where Jacoby trains. Yep. So seeing Jacoby corner him is as lame as it sounds. Jacoby was on UFC camera on a John Jones fight. Nice. That's just so – I'm so happy for him. Like, as and soon not, as oh. – he, he f- Fighting in LFA – Getting in front of Dana White in that moment, like you can't tell me that that isn't just positive for like his future. Mm-hmm. As soon as Jacoby Jones hits the UFC, that man becomes my favorite UFC fighter. Yeah, he's, because he's my favorite fighter uh, professionally right now because he was my neighbor and he's like a really good friend. Yeah, dude. Like, shout out Jacoby. Shout out Jacoby. I'm happy for you, dog. And he actually is running a wrestling class out of Factory X now. I think I seen him post about it. Um, so check out Jacoby Jones. Um, Big Toe MMA on all your platforms. That is the homeboy, the street champ. And um, I, I don't know. Let's get back into these fights. 
happy for him in the corner. Sad for Julian Marquez for taking a KO loss in the second round. To a dog, though. But honestly, to a dog, Marc-Andre Barriot. And I don't know what else to say other than that, man. Right after that, we had Viviane Arujo taking on Amanda Ribas. And we had another decision, but Ribas taking the win, 11-3. and three, Giving Viviane Arujo that number five on her record. And right after that, we had Driscus Duplessis. Have a good fight against Derek Brunson. Did you see that fight? I absolutely did. And the thing I want to say about um, Duplessis is he's like, he's so, so talented and ferocious. But after five, the guy. after five minutes, that man is huffing and puffing. So, do you know why? Mm-mm. Broken nose can't breathe out of his nose at all. Oh, He gets no airflow through his nose, has to breathe through his mouth. That has expli- to breathe I, through well, his I mouth. I never knew that. That explains yeah. it because he... Every fight you see him in, he's just mouth breathing. Mouth heavy, open. Heavy. Yeah. So, so that's a big topic on him. They they always ask him, why are you mouth breathing so much? He has no airflow through his nose. Um, he was actually supposed to get surgery before this fight. Got this big opportunity fight to fight Derek Brunson. And he was like, fuck, I got to fight. I can't, I can't get surgery. So now he will be getting surgery on his nose after this fight. He has the money to do it. He has the time to do it. Mm-hmm. He's going to get this nose surgery and then come back to the UFC. Well, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Uh, it was a good fight. Yeah, it, it was. was a good fight, but he got the KO, TKO in the second round. Derek Brunson right at was. The end. Derek Brunson had his moments, though. Like when they were doing the stand up, like when Derek Brunson would land, it just looked vicious. But I think Brunson is also a victim of he's so like immensely powerful and like he's so capable of using his power in moments that he throws it all heavy because he goes for the finish. He has that kill switch. And then once he exerts that power, it, it just doesn't come back. It's not back. It's so gone. He has a. It's weird. Derek Brunson's all, like never in a boring fight. I'll give him super credit for that. Mm-hmm. Giving him credit. All right. This is a question. Should we give Cody Garbrandt credit for his win over Trevin Jones? We have a decision win. One of Cody's. I don't know. He hasn't had a decision win in I don't know how long. Dom. <laughs> yeah, Dominic. Right. So I'm super ecstatic with the way he performed. He needed this. He needed this. He needed – so, like, seeing him look like – he started doing his showboaty shit, and I was just like, Cody, fucking stop, dude. You have My st- thing is, like, don't do that shit against a guy who's 13 and 10 now. Like, he was yeah. 13 and 9. Like, he doesn't have the best record. Like, you're not fighting a, a run-of-the-mill guy. Like, yeah. shout-out to Trevin Jones. Like, I'm not trying to discredit you at all. You'd beat the shit out of me, but you have – you're 13 and 10 now. Like, yeah. how can – I don't know. It's like it's it, it was a, like they, I was happy for Cody because he I he's one of my favorite fighters in the UFC I would say. Like, no, he needed that. Back in the day when he first came onto the scene, dude was up there for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I'm sad to see him he needed he needed to do that because Trevin Jones is a dog, you know, but I, that doesn't do anything to Doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, yeah he earned like, no brownie points. It's just as us like He's you fan. didn't need a knockout or anything, but, but I, we have to applaud that he didn't stick to his like once he became the champ and like fought Dom, he became a little too high or he had like confirmation bias in his hands because we all know Cody Garbrandt's fast and hits hard, but he kind of he kind of developed that mentality like take one or like like I'll take one and I'll give one per se. You know what I'm saying? Because he was so confident that like if I hit you, that's all that I need, and I'll just take your punch and then wither through Mike it. Perry and that, mentality and that just. He, he's not built like that. Like, nope. And so Mike Perry's the only dude built like that. This is the first time in a couple of his fights, other than maybe the Rafael Sun Sunsau fight, that we've gotten to see Cody not 
blitzkrieg and just abandon all defense and then just start like swim hook fighting you know what i'm saying because he loves doing it excuse me um and he's very competent striker but to see him wise you know again again against a dude that was like he should beat he has no excuse to lose to but his the key to victory to beating cody is just punch him as hard as you can and the fact that he didn't allow that as best he could shows me that he's at least maturing hopefully because i want to see him back in title contention he's that like fun to watch will he ever earn that accolade it's to be like determined by his fighting you know he did say though that his fight his life had been in a serious turmoil and that he's finally in a a straighter path i don't i didn't want to like like really read what he was going through not because i refuse to like acknowledge it more so it's just like it could be something to do with alcoholism it could be something to do with like family drama and like that's stuff that like i understand he was willing to reveal that at a press conference and kudos Mm -hmm. to him to like speak into like his demons per se but um i'm just like a firm believer in separating the art from the artist you know yeah so i just want to applaud him as a fighter and as a person and thankfully if this is maybe if that was the, the delineating factor that kept him from being like like the fighter that we all came to know and love, then so be it. And hopefully that we continue to see these performances. Facts. But slow roll him, UFC. Slow roll him. I know he's going to be chirping to like fight the top 10 guy. Let's not do that. Let's chill. Let's just keep him in these prelims, pretend like he never did what he did, and then try to like bring him up to be like what he we know he can be. Mm. And if he doesn't perform, then that'll be on him, unfortunately. And to keep on that topic a little bit of streamlining someone through the UFC. Let's talk about Bo Nickel getting a submission win over Jamie Pickett. Should that guy be streamlined through? Yes. Oh, my God. Now yeah. hear me out. But again, again, let's look at this opponent's record. 13-9, and nine, Jamie Pickett. So Bo like, Nickel had a grappling match with – um, oh, God, I can't remember his name. He's that jiu-jitsu like, guy. Oh, I seen it where he suplexed him. Yeah. Well, um, I don't, Gordon Ryan. Yeah. Where that, he suplexed him. So Gordon mm-hmm. Ryan won, but Bo Nickel, who is a insane athlete – one of the best pound for pound wrestlers on the planet, I would say, because like granted he didn't go to the Olympics, but he's that suplex in, was nasty. Co- collegiate wrestling is unparalleled. I don't think any other athlete works harder in any sport. I'm sorry. That being said, Bo Nickel against homie looked competent. He looked mad. He, looked he good. He didn't look lost. The only way Gordon Ryan when he got him, it was like on a an explosive like he like exploded for a triangle in a moment where it's like it was just like that. And homie went from in guard to being in a triangle. You know what I'm saying? Welcome there's, to Gordon Ryan's fucking There's not the very many human yeah. beings on Gordon Ryan will kill you. Bro, Gordon <laughs> Ryan, um, he wrestled it's too good. Or he grappled um the mountain or whatever his name was. Destroyed it. Yeah. And he's much, 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 much smaller human being. Like two hundred pounds. He's pound for pound, <laughs> I would say the best. Two hundred pounds on him. Yeah. Gordon Ryan <laughs> be so Bo Nickel has my i'm on i'm on bo nickel's bandwagon i like bo nickel if you throw him the right top 10 top 15 or just a guy who's a predominant striker bo nickel puts his hands on him it's over Mm -hmm. it's over like bo nickel's so good hell yeah you know who else is good mateus gamrat gamrat yeah gamrat uh another decision win this time over jalen turner man i was riding with jalen wanted him to win uh, wanted the the steam train to keep steaming on along. He still looked good. He still looked good. He, he looked get... good against Gamrot, but Gamrot is Gamrot, and you, it's hard to beat him. Twenty two and two. He's really hard to come look on, good against. dude. Really hard. Really hard. He has his game plan, and if you're fighting Gamrot's fight, you're losing. And that's exactly what Jalen did. But shout out to Jalen Turner, still one of my favorite fighters too in the UFC. Absolutely. Now let's talk about Jeff Neal, four pounds overweight, getting a good fight yeah. done against Shavkat Rachmanov. 
You know, he he looked. I mean, Jeff Neal when he would land, it was good. But I also heard a rumor that Jeff Neal um had an injury or something, which was a probably like which is what echoed into his weight cut. Oh really? I heard. I didn't. I didn't hear about that. I I didn't hear the specifics of it. I don't want to like pay it too much merit. But that being said, I really genuinely thought like Jeff Neal. I was like, this dude hits so fucking hard, bro. Like all he has to do is like, and Shavkat Rachmanov is a zombie, bro. That man is a zombie. Like he ate. Everything that got thrown his way, and it was like unfazed. Like mm. when like another example of a dude, dude is a beast. Another dude that gets in there where like, like he's gonna fight you no matter what. Like, Seventeen and zero now too. Now, I don't think Rockmanoff. Like if you go to the welterweight, like pull up the welterweight um, rankings if you could, because he's got he's gonna replace um, Jeff Neal in said rankings, and then every single person in front of him is a bad matchup. I think the only dude ranked above him moving forward that looks good and that I would love to see is Wonderboy. That would be a great fight. Wonderboy. Steven Wonderboy Thompson coming off that epic fight with um, Holland, Kevin All Holland. right. We have Leon Edwards as champion. We have Kamaru Usman, they're, number one. They're fighting, so that's... Colby Covington, number two. He would... I'm sorry, Rachmanov is not going to beat Colby, in my opinion. Colby's way too polished. Yeah, he's too polished. Who's next? Hamzat Chemaev, number no, three. He's, he need, he's big. He's too big. He's a fucking middleweight. He's not beating a middleweight. To put this, to put a pin in that too, Hamzat would beat Colby in my in my eyes. Same. Um, Bilal Muhammad, number four. He's not beating Bilal Muhammad. Bilal Muhammad. Bilal Muhammad. He's too polished. Heave my words. If Bilal Muhammad is the next title con- uh, contender, and I think if it's Leon Edwards, Bilal is because they they fought the eye pokes incident. This would be a rematch. Bilal. He's our new. Ch- I think Bilal is on a freight train to be a champion. Facts. I genuinely think he's one. Like he's like when the way he beat Sean Brady shocked me in a way. I was like, dude, you out Sean Brady, Sean Brady, dude. You are. You have such. I have such respect for Bilal Muhammad. He's so like he's one of the banal. He's the banal Daryush of that weight division. He beats. He, he beats everyone, and he doesn't get the credit. Mm. In fifth, we have Gilbert Burns. He's he's fighting Jorge, but regardless of him fighting Jorge, Gilbert Burns is beating Rockmanoff. I'm sorry. He's so big. I disagree. Actually, just because he's so big doesn't mean he can get it done. But he's a, you see what? Okay, so Rockmanoff just fought Jeff Neal. Again, MMA math doesn't work. This isn't the same fighter even, but um we just saw um who did he fight? The guy I saw Gilbert? at Alpha. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um Gilbert just fought Chimaev. No, he last. fought after, Oh no, no, he has one fight after that. Um Black Fighter fight? fights um, out of Denver. Forgive me, I'm bad with things. Um I took a photo with him. Neil Magny. <laughs> yeah. So he, Gilbert literally took Neil Magny down instantly and just, like, baby. Yeah, him. but, I mean, Neil Magny's not even a top 10. Rachmanov is sitting at six. He deserves to be there. Um, I, mean, I think, I really think Rachmanov would take a real good fight against Gilbert Burns, man. I just think everyone above him who doesn't have a fight, he loses to. Yeah. Because everyone know, we think that, we, like, you think Gilbert would be a good fight. I agree Gilbert with the top. Hayes. I agree with the top four. I think Rachmanov would lose fights against Kamaro, Covington, Hamza, Bilal on a full camp, no problems. I think he's losing and that fight. I think Leon is But well. when we're talking Gilbert Burns, I think Rachmanov can actually that put up a fight against him. Won't say he's going to beat his ass. Remember, but the, I will say Rachmanov can win that fight. Again, okay, so, like, if, if, if Usman fought Rachmanov, I think Usman would own him. I'm just putting it like lightly because I think Usman, even regardless it's of just that, all of these guys but, are bigger than Rachmanov, like that's physically. The, that's what I'm saying. So like Usman fought Gilbert Burns, and Gilbert Burns dropped him, put up a great fight at first, ultimately lost. You know, so like, what is Rachmanov gonna do that Usman didn't do to Gilbert Burns? Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. Again, MMA math does not work. Styles I make fights. You. Forgive me. 
But I just I'm just that's just how I'm imagining it. Like I see you. what they've seen and what they've done. I see you. We'll put a pin in that. Let's talk about the rest of these rankings. Six, Shavkat Rachmanov. He took three spots up, so he's now sitting at number six. Under him, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Jeff Neal, Sean Brady, Vicente Luque, Jorge Masvidal at 11. Then we got Neil Magny, Michael Chiesa, Jack Della Maddalena, and Michael Ferreira. So he's going to get, like I'm saying, he's going to get Wonderboy or Brady, but Sean Brady might have had like a snapped-ass nose when he fought Bilal Muhammad. So we'll yeah. see how recovered that is. Those are the only fights I can make. Him mm -hmm. fighting down doesn't make sense, but you can't convince me that you don't earn brownie points fighting Sean Brady. Yeah. That's true. It's so Rock, true. Rockmanoff's in a pickle. He's in a pickle, but he's he's, 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 he's at a seventeen and zero. He's next. It's just yeah. a, it's will you will you rise to your occasion? We're gonna have to see what the matchmakers do with him. All right, let's talk about these last two fights. Upset. Um, then we're gonna have to like steamroll through the rest of this content because um, we're getting a little late. But let's talk about Valentina Shevchenko getting submitted by Alexa Grasso so, in the fourth round. So. <laughs> I wouldn't. There's no amount of money you could have convinced me would have. I would have bet that this fight ended in a late round submission by all. Alexa Grasso. Just either way, if you would have told me to bet late round submission either fighter, I would have been like, no. Like, I would have said it for Valentina. I, think I know. I, I, I thought this I went. Expected from Alexa. I thought this fight went two ways. Valentina winning by like like her KOs that she's more than capable of, or Valentina just putting on another like 25 minute masterpiece. That's what I thought we were in tune for. And Alexa Grasso walked out and hit her with a one-two that said, fuck that. Like, that first one-two that she hit is, that's possibly the hardest I've seen her get hit since Nunez, for sure. Yeah. Like, all, her whole head bounced. That made Valentina's approach change entirely. She instantly had to respond. She went from, I'm a superior striker in every way to, this bitch just hit me. Twice. Good. Like, hard. Good. My yeah. head bounced hard. So, like, I, Good, dare dude. I say she it. She was tagging her, Alexa bro. Grasso was winning rounds. Now, oh, maybe yeah, not winning a decision. I, I don't think she would have won the decision. I think Valentina was winning more rounds. I but... think so, too. But she, round one went to Grasso in my heart. Yeah. And in be, my heart. Not because of those two punches, but I think I like she brought it to her. This, like, dare I say it, this is the biggest female upset <laughs> since what? Um, I wouldn't say quite ho I say the Holly Holmes. I say the Amanda. Amanda yeah. Julia Pena for sure. Because yeah. the Holly Holmes versus Ronda was like Shocking. still still the Shocking. biggest. Still the biggest. Shocking. Yeah. We were freaking out. Yeah. And then we were watching it together. We were freaking out. I actually didn't watch that with you. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Which one did we watch where we were freaking the fuck out? McGregor Aldo. No, no. McGregor um, Aldo. That one and we, yep, um, the, yep, um, it was Amanda Nunez versus Ronda, the 48 second TKO. Yeah, that was We watched that together. But regardless, regardless, Valentina Shevchenko, one thing that sucks is, okay, so they don't give you new belts now in the UFC. They just the give rubies. you rubies. That was going to be your last ruby. She would have gotten the new ruby that would have either gave her a new plaque or maybe an extra belt. I don't know what uh, the UFC would have done, so that sucks. But this, if the UFC doesn't do an automatic rematch, I would be offended. They need to do a rematch. You have the best, like I'd be regardless of this loss, I still think Valentina's the best at that uh, that weight ever. Twenty three and four. It's just her first loss she at that weight. Find a good fight for years. And Alexa Grasso, no one was up to her part. So Alexa Grasso, now we have two official UFC Mexican born champions. Woo! Her, yeah, her and Brandon Moreno, and then you have interim champ Yair. That doesn't count as far as a full blooded champion for now. But once he, if he can somehow beat Volk. Which we'll get to that when that day comes. Um, then you'll have three. This is insane. Insane. This is like Mexico's never been stronger in the UFC. Hell yeah. Let's talk about John Jones. 
destroying Cyril Gunn. De- I, I'm destroying. Gonna, I'm going to say I have two really hot, uh, hot... I have two hot takes, and they're going to be back-to-back. One's quick. Hit both of them right hot now. Hot take one. That was by far the easiest fight John Jones has ever had in the UFC. I don't think it's a hot take. I think it's... It's fact. not even questionable. That's a fact. It was the easiest fight he's ever been a part of. That was... Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Second take. This isn't a hot take, but I'm. this is just my honest opinion. John Jones, one-on-one... Versus any human being in the history of time in a fight is the favorite. Any human being. You no, think so? this isn't. This is no longer a pound for pound question because you say like, is Volk pound for pound? But like, Volk couldn't fight a dude who like weighs two hundred and five pounds because Volk doesn't weigh. But the idea of pound for pound, pound is for pound, pound, pound pl- for pound. Yeah, but I'm saying I'm not calling him pound for pound anymore. I'm calling him the best fighter. I'm not putting him in the like. This isn't a pound for pound comparison because like Volk wouldn't be the favorite against Tyson Fury. John Jones in a fight against Tyson, not a, a boxing match, a oh, fight. Are you in a fight. Yeah, yeah in, in a fight. John Jones is the favorite against any human being on the planet okay, ever. Okay, I can ever. agree with that. I can ever. agree with that. There's not one dude that you can put other than maybe, my only star asterisk maybe is a prime Kane Velasquez. And that, that's, that's prime it. Prime Kane would that's take the, it to him. That's the only one. I mean, we're going to see with Stipe. Where's the prime Kane? We don't have that. We're going to see. We'll see with Stipe maybe, but I genuinely think that John Jones, I've said it before and I'll say it again, is the best fighter to ever live. And he's now that he's the heavyweight champ, which didn't solidify this didn't, he didn't need that fight to solidify this opinion. But now that I've seen him at heavyweight, at least one time for that tiny, tiny little sample, we didn't get a lot from it. Yeah. We didn't see damn near anything, but point being, I still (laughs) confidently think John Jones versus anybody ever in a fight. He's the favorite. Prime Mike Tyson, Tyson Fury right now, Francis Ngannou right now, anybody, literally anybody. I would love to see those odds of Francis any, Ngannou. John any Jones human fought. being to ever live that you think is a badass in a fist fight, John Jones is is a favorite against him. I'd agree. I'm not that's saying not jo- really a hot. That's take, not me but... saying John Jones would win every fist fight. I'm he's going to be the favorite. He's the favorite against any human being to ever live fighting. Period. Yeah. Put him in front of anybody. Like I don't care who it is. In a fight, John Jones is going to beat him. He's the favorite. I don't Don't care. Beat him. All right, we have that new heavyweight champion, and I'm excited to see who he's going to fight next. And that man is Stipe Miocic. That's now. I talked about this last pod, and I'm going to like I'm going to reel that one back too. That's this is the biggest fight in UFC history. This isn't close. I'm not going to say it's going to do the biggest numbers. That might be your hottest take. That no, I'm not talking. This will have like this isn't going to be a Connor Khabib card. That's the biggest card ever. And then it was a Connor Nate two card. Those are the biggest cards in UFC. Biggest history. fight. And then after one of the ones before that was a recent one. And then it was an Izzy fight, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And then below that was um like Brock Lesnar at like UFC 100 or some shit was the biggest yes. UFC. Yeah, that's how sparse the, the the draws are in UFC history. So I'm not talking draws, but you have the. The best fighter to ever live in John Jones versus the only man to ever hold three heavyweight belts. Ah, I see you. Yeah, you have the heavyweight. Sense when you you have like the that. heavyweight goat, and you're not. You, no, nothing will ever dispute that for me. Stipe could get the same shit that Gon just got, and he's still the best heavyweight. Jones. Mm-hmm. Now, if Jones holds that belt and retains it four times, he's the best heavyweight of all time. That's. And you ask me why is it four? Like no UFC heavyweight ever held the belt three times ever until Stipe, and so and he did it against DC twice. That is not a chump. If it wasn't like if John Jones never lived, DC is John Jones. <laughs> if you ask me, DC did basically the same damn thing simultaneous. So he lost to John Jones, and we all know that. But I just, dude, <laughs> crazy. John Jones and Stipe, 
It's going to be intense, dude. I can't wait to talk about that more, too. But we have to run through this next UFC card that's happening tomorrow. Yep. Um, we are live right now on a Friday. Tomorrow night, we have a card going down. UFC Vegas 72, yep. like I believe. One of those numbers, 70-something. Something. Vegas something. It's Marab Devalashvili versus Pyotr Jan. That's going to be crazy. We'll get to that in a second. Let me run through the rest of these fights real quick. And then we'll kind of touch on the main card more but let me just run through these unless we have something to say about one of these fighters first fight on the card we have tyson nam in the flyweight division taking on bruno silva good fighter with bruno silva right after that we have women flyweight bout against ariana or arian lipsky taking on jj eldridge no both of those ariana lipsky not hard on the eyes yep <laughs> dave shouting it out um right after that we have a bantamweight fight victor henry taking on tony gravelly gravoli is it Gravoli? I'm it looks like Gravely or Gravely. Oh. It's spelled like Gravely. Oh, I'm just an idiot. I, me too, though. It's I think okay. MMA um, people pride themselves on being able to pronounce names, even though the truth is we all don't know. How about this? Cedricus Dumas, 7-0, and taking on Josh Fremd. Nice. Right? Both good names on these guys, huh? Uh, right after that, we have a Bantamweight fight. Rafael Asuncao, 28-9, 20, taking on Davy Grant, 14-6. I think Rafael— Dude has more wins than this guy has fights. Rafael Asuncao, I imagine, is going to retire soon. I don't know what his fight contract looks like. I don't know what his headspace looks like. Last time I saw him, Cody Garbrandt grabbed the cage and then just wished him goodnight. <laughs> so, You're a savage. I mean— that was a knockout of the year candidate for sure. It was. It, it wasn't, was but it was, it was a, con it was a that's candidate. What, that's what makes us love Cody Garbrandt. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But um, shout, shout out, Rafael Sunsau, you're a dog. You've been doing it for a long time. You remind me in a lot of parallels to like Charles Oliveira in the sense that you win a lot. You're like, you've not been as relevant as you've quite deserved, but you're just a beast, a Brazilian dog, bro. Shout out to um, Rafael Sunsau. Facts. Shout out to these two fighters too. Heavyweight bout. Carl Williams coming off the Dana White Contender Series, going in to fight Lukas Brzezki. Brzezki. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brzezki. Nice. Um, yeah, Carl Williams 7-1 and one against uh, Lukas 8-2. Going to be a good fight. Heavyweight bout. Let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens. All right. Getting into the normal card, the main card. We had a lot of canceled fights for this card. We did, lie. but I will say that this is a card between two UFC pay-per-views, and typically when you have two UFC pay-per-views, the fight night is like kind of like scraps. It's, it's, it's shit, not yeah. as good or as entertainment-packed as far as like contenders are Some concerned. Some of them are sleepers, though. This, That's the thing. This card is a this is impressive. I'm honestly shocked impressive. that UFC has this great of a card between two like gnarly pay-per-views. Facts. Hong Kong to you too, person. We got a light heavyweight bout. Victor Petrino, seven and zero, taking mm -hmm. on Anton Turkolj. Turkolj, T U R K A L J. Nice. Turkolj. Mm -hmm. Turkolj. Uh, right after that, we have Mario Bar Bautista getting back in the uh, cage. Bantamweight bout against Guido Canetti. Mm -hmm. Know that guy. Right after that, we Saeed just, Nurmagomedov. We yeah. got a Nurmagomedov hitting there's, the cage again. There's two. Um, one of the uh, – how do you pronounce it? I always butcher it. Nurmagomedov? Nurmagomedov, yeah. There's a Nurmagomedov fighting. There's actually three that are fighting this weekend. One is his cousin. Another one – or I think two are his cousins. And then one is not related to him, ironically. Mm. But and interesting, mm. the, these Dagestanis. They're all doing it at the same time, man. He's taking on Jonathan Martinez. I think Martinez is out of Factory X, isn't he? I'm not sure. That sounds familiar. I think, 
Jonathan Martinez is out of Factory X. We're going to have to confirm that. Um, let me try and confirm that right now. Jonathan. Uh, so um, the other um, – I still am not confident saying the last name of Khabib. <laughs> um, the other one that's fighting is um, Usman in Bellator, which is ta- actually taking place tonight. Um, the only two fights on that Bellator card that we previewed last week that are – um, really worth mentioning that I'm looking forward to is MVP versus Yamauchi. That should be great. That's the co-main. And then for the main event, you got the Grand Prix lightweight bout between Usman Norgamadoff or Normagamadoff. So I was wrong. Jonathan Martinez fighting out of Texas. There you go. <laughs> so Usman Normagamadoff is fighting against the legend Benson Henderson for the first bout for the lightweight belt. Do you see the line on that? It's probably not even funny. It's very disrespectful to Benson. Benson. Yeah, it is what it is. Benson's a dog. I don't think he'll win. I, it's, he's so long in the tooth, but I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I could see a split decision win for Benson Henderson. Benson's, Benson's a real, like, he can point fight, and I don't know if Dagestanis are prepared for point fighting. They're just. I t- think he might be able to stuff a takedown pretty damn good. We're going like, to see. And if he's out, Benson's leg kicks are nasty. We'll get to that in a little bit. Let's reel back to this card, though. Saeed Nurmagomedov, Jonathan Martinez, Bantamweight. Nikita Krylov right after that at a catchweight against Ryan Spann. So the fight that got canned last week, mm-hmm. or the week before, the week I'm before, sorry. Yeah. yeah, and it ended up being the, was it the Andre Muniz fight was the main event? Yeah, they bumped that up. So um, this is now, like, they brought it back. This is a fight that I'm very much looking forward to catchweight. Maybe they're doing that to be a little bit more lenient because of the time frame and how homie got sick, so he probably had to load up on, like, like uh, liquids and stuff. Um Krylov being the one who got sick. So hopefully this one doesn't get canned again. I don't I doubt it will. I'm, this is a veteran Krylov, twenty nine and nine. And, More wins than Ryan Spann's record, twenty one and seven. But after the way Ryan Spann his after his last victory, bro, I think he's like on the cusp. I think he might knock out Krylov. Yeah. <laughs> I think he might knock him out. I think he might knock him out. But honestly, Krylov can do it too. You know? We'll see what happens. Right after that though, we have another uh heavyweight fight. Because aren't those guys fighting at heavyweight normally? I light know heavy. this is a catch weight. Oh, it's light heavy. My bad. Well, we have a heavyweight bout right after that. Alexander Volkov taking on Alexander Romanov. That's going to be a banger. Definitely bet for that to not go the dis- uh, not go the distance on that one. Um, I don't really know who I'm taking to win, though. Volkov for me. You got Volkov? Mm-hmm. Again, another fighter. More wins than the other fighter has fights. Mm-hmm. These guys are veterans. Granted, these aren't referencing their amateur careers there's a yeah, lot of true. there's a lot like amateurs aren't exactly the same and the talent that you're going to gauge on an amateur scene isn't necessarily the same no but there's there's a whole litany of amateur fighters that like accumulate over like 30 wins before they go pro it's true so who knows how many fights these guys have let's get on to this main event pewter Jan taking on marab devalishvili so this fight has huge huge question mark implications written Did all you see over. what happened at the weigh-in mm-hmm Got a little ch- Peter, Jan got a little chop to Davalishvili, like he put his hands on. He it hates their at whole. The way he hates that whole fight camp because that's Aljo's fight. Because Aljo's fight camp. Yeah. So, um, Marab got pissed. So too. there's a huge question mark on this fight, and there's a lot of things to be considered. So the first question mark is we kind of know the UFC or UFC hasn't confirmed or announced it, but we all know that Henry Cejudo and Aljo are currently training to fight each other, and if Marab Davalishvili wins this. The only dude that he could really fight to get closer to a title shot is Sean O'Malley because he's the number one guy right now. But Aljo has already said on record he's not going to fight um, Davalishvili. So do I know if that's exactly true? There could be some actual friendly 
things at play. So here's what I assume will happen. If, if Aljo wins, you have – or sorry, well, yeah, Aljo included. If Aljo wins and Marab wins, Marab is basically on the title door. But they both quoted that they don't want to fight each other because they're training partners. Um, do you make Aljo go up and wait? Aljo's already um, hinted that these weight cuts are killing him, and he, it's hard making weight. So if you if, – if Aljo beats Cejudo, who is like a total competent opponent – even though he hasn't been in the cage for a hot minute. If he beats him and goes up in weight, I could see Rob versus, like, O'Malley, maybe, or something like that taking place for the... O'Malley uh, would be so pissed if he had to fight Marab. I agree. Marab's the hardest fight in the division. I agree, but you got to think that, like, Marab can't just go to the number one contender and just be like, I'm cool with that. So, like, let's say when they say they don't want to fight each other, that's just friendly. Let's just say that. And let's yeah. say Aljo goes up in weight to humor a double champ attempt, and then the UFC takes Marab and does an interim champ bout. And then let's say, there's a lot of let's say's in this, a lot of hypotheticals, but just hear me out. If they have to fight because Aljo loses and has to come back and defend the belt, if you have an interim belt, Marab, versus him, Marab will not only have championship purse because he has an interim belt, he will get pay-per-view points, or he should. He doesn't sell fights like that, though, dude. Can I stop getting called by spam numbers, please? <laughs> Fuck, dude. So, I don't know your number. I don't know who this is. Stop calling me. <laughs> so the reason I think – and then another thing is like we have um, – so like what is – what are we going to do with Cheeto Vera? Right. Cheeto is – if you ask me, it's illogical that he's not ranked above Sean O'Malley because yeah. he beat Sean O'Malley. That's another conversation for another time though. Let's let's stick to I'm saying this fight – the, the implications of this fight are going to have really question mark implications as to who's getting the next title shot and why. Facts. There's going to be a lot of arbitration that's going to take place and when the UFC decides – He's fighting, here's why. That whole division is a mess, to be honest. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> it is, it is. That's the only reason I mention it being so significant. Mm -hmm. Let's get on to this Bellator card, though. We have that UFC card going on tomorrow night. We have the Bellator card going on right now, prelim, actually. Prelim started 20 minutes As ago. As you watch this live, if you're, if you're watching it live, Bellator is on right now. So let's talk about this first prelim fight that just went down. Theo Hogg taking out Adam Wamsley via guillotine. Three minutes in the first round. After that fight, we got Laird Anderson uh, versus Rogelio Luna. We have Julius uh, – uh, uh, Jesus Christ. We have Julius Agelakis uh, taking on – bear with me. <laughs> Dovletzon Yagshmimuradov. Forgive us. There's The names are like – You try and read that. The very bottom one? Um. Yeah, this one right here. Julius – Anglicus versus um, Dovlitzon Yag Shirimirdov. Wait, Yag. <laughs> it's hard, dude. It's Yag Shimiradov. I hope he wins just because his name's hard. Yeah. Facts. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> Forgive us, dude. It's really hard. Um, right after that, we have Khalid Murtazalev taking on Tony Johnson in middleweight. We have Josh Hill taking on Cass Bell in featherweight. Enrique Barzola back against Eric Perez in Bantamweight. Eric Perez, former UFC standout. Yeah. Um, I think for, Barzola used to be in the UFC as well. For whatever reason, Eric Perez just stopped fighting in the UFC. I yeah, don't know something why. Something happened. He was a beast. Right after that, we have Michael Venom Page, the homie who heard my song this weekend. Um, or this week, this last week. Um, taking on Godi Yama, Yamauchi. Yamauchi's a dog. He's a dog, dude. We might see Michael Man Venom Page have a really hard fight in front of us. It's it's going to be like Michael Venom Page doing his discombobulating head movement shit. Yeah. And then Yamauchi's so patient. He's so patient. Right after that, we have Valentin Molda Moldovitsky. 
Moldovsky. 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 There we go. Valentin Moldovsky taking on Linton Vassal. That should be in the a, heavyweight. That's going to be, be a good one. Yeah. I bet that one ends uh, before the final, final buzzer. Bell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right after that, we have Tafik Musayev. Musayev? Yes. Musayev. Musay- Ooh, Musayev. That's pretty good. Tafik Musayev taking on Alexander Shabili. And then let's talk about this main fight. This is the one that we really want to talk about. Talk about. So the Usman con- Namargavadov. Is it? Is it his brother? I think um, or cousin. So one of the one of them that's fighting this weekend is his cousin, and I think it might be um, Usman. And then Saeed is not his cousin, or it's like I think that's what it is. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. They're all Dagestani. They're like, all Namargavadovs. This is the the Khabib of the of Bellator. That's what yes. they call him. And like He's killing it. I don't. I don't. Okay, maybe this is a hot take. But I think um, I think he's the best dude in that gym now. Now that Khabib's not competing. Now you might say, what Wouldn't about it? What about Islam uh, Makhachev? And to that, I I can't disagree with you. I have no rebuttal to Islam because he just keeps winning. Can't say anything bad about him. But this this dude is. A, I mean, I think that he's going to fight out his Bellator contract and then squeak his way into the UFC. I squeak. Like unless he likes the money he's making, because if he wins this tournament, he's gonna get a million dollar purse, and the UFC's not gonna give him a million dollars for that belt. Mm. So, didn't you say there was one fights too this weekend? Not one. Um, the tonight, if I'm not mistaken, is the PFL regular yeah. season. So let me pull that up. I so, believe yeah, we'll Shane. Pull up the PFL. I believe fight. Shane Burgos is making his debut in oh, PFL. Really? Let's pull this up real quick. PFL. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't see nothing. <laughs> Give me one moment. Don't see nothing. What else we got going on? Hmm. Yeah, it's fight day. We do have Ryan see? Garcia and Gervonta Davis having their... Oh, yeah. Now and It says Challenger Series, though. So maybe it's another Challenger Series, gotcha. and I'm mistaken for the regular yeah. season. Um, regardless, PFL, PFL this weekend. It should be back very soon. We've got Gervonta Davis and Ryan Garcia chirping. You see, been seeing them? They were chirping, dude. You see them at the press conferences at all? Mm-hmm. I would say pull it up, but probably get flagged okay, for that, so, so it's not. <laughs> I believe, if I'm not misreading this, um, PFL actually the season starts April 7th. Mm. But still, we got that upon us. There is PFL fights, Challenger coming Series. Up, coming it's up. their Contender Series equivalent. Let's look at these NBA standings before we get out of here, too. Because I think we're still at the top. Let's go Nuggets. Oh, yeah. Ended on that. Uh, we actually got Derek in the room, too. Dude, I went off for you in the middle of the sports pod. I did go off for you, dude. Thank you. Ask them. Fucking, I was going in. I wish you were here to talk about it, but we got we're going to get on. We'll get on to it at the Street Champs one, but for sure. basically what I kind of said is, like, I hate that she boiled us down. Mischaracterized to, us. She mischaracterized us. She's like, oh, all they do is this raunchy bullshit. I don't know about her, but we put out a sports podcast every week. Yeah. Like, we do actual serious shit, like... I don't know what the fuck she's going to be doing in the next five years, ten years. She's probably going to be looking for a job. She's working for a, a dying industry. Good luck. In five to ten mm-hmm. years, we're going to be glowing the fuck up. So, you yeah, know, whatever. do this, but videos. Yeah. Like, good luck. But yeah, I just wanted to touch on that because now you're actually, like, chilling with us in here. So now, if you look at the standings look here. Look at that. So the Nuggets are killing it. Killing uh-huh. it. Yeah. Let's go, Nuggets. Let's go, dude. 46 and 20. Come on, man. Nugs look at that. Low. Point six nine seven. So Look Nug- at that. Nugs are killing it. Killing and, um, it. The Kings. Look at that so, home. Look at the home. Thirty and five. Crazy. That's a that's a good that's a good year to be a Nuggets fan. I'll tell you that. Whoo. 
So the Kings, oh, one thing I wanted to make. Just an, lost, though. We just lost. <laughs> one note I wanted to make about the Kings is um, they have a new head coach as of this season that I think has been wow, making a giant impact. Second place. The Kings head coach is Mike Brown, who's been the former assistant head coach to the Warriors, including wow. last year. So he's like Mike Brown had his stint in Cleveland where he didn't mesh well with LeBron. A lot of players say he wasn't like a player's coach per se. It was a bad reputation. He ultimately was able to get into the coaching staff in Golden State, and he's got a couple rings doing so. And so he all he did was absorb Steve Kerr and all of the things that like make a team great that you can control. Okay. And he's applying that clearly in Sacramento. And like that's I think that that has a lot to do with it. And another thing I want to pull up, they acquired the um, this isn't Kings news. Making moves, bro. The Kings are actually doing it surprisingly. surprisingly. And they've, they've been a laugh over the Grizzlies, they, over the Suns, over the Clippers, over the Warriors. Yeah, they've, the, the Kings have almost been unanimously like one of the worst California teams historically. Yeah. Like they've had great teams, you know, like the Mike Bibby years. Like, but that being said, um, seeing them now, they've always been a team that I've low key rooted for, um, partially because the Kings in the '80s used to play in Kansas City. So I'm like, any team that played in Missouri, I'm gonna like root for you. But I want to say that like part of the tech, in my opinion, obviously they they have the most potent offense in the league. That's something to be taken note of. Darren Fox, they're like super fast young point guard has been going off. Um, you got a guess coming in, just so you know. And then um, Sabanis, Demontis Sabanis called it. When you get a European player, that is legitimately the NBA tech right now. Oh uh, yeah, yeah Sabanis think, is a beast. No, think about it. You get you got Sabanis, you got Jokic, you got Luca. You got Giannis. European players is like, for the first time in NBA history, five or the top five NBA players doesn't contain five Americans, basically. Mm. So right. that's something to be taken note of. It is. The Grizzlies man. are playing good despite Jaw's antics. They always play better without Jaw, which makes like the most awkward sense. They just play better team basketball. Jaw going crazy right now. The Suns look down bad now that KD's down hurt. bad 37 and 29 the clippers at 35 and 33 they've got the warriors at number 6 so right now and 33 there's like a three game difference of yeah, all these teams you, it's a mix up right here in this little cluster from 4 to like 9 to like, at a, least. To like 11 bro look the 11 yeah, it is the, to 11 the 11 wow. plate seed has one or two less wins than the that. warriors so it's it's real close so let's read it down the rest we got the warriors at 6 timberwolves 7 mavericks at 8 they're still in the mix too uh with kyrie Meshing with Luca pretty well. We yeah, have the Lakers at number nine, the Pelicans at ten, Jazz at eleven, Thunder at twelve. Look at this mix up. That's, That's pretty crazy how like close they all are. Four game difference amongst it like is. ten seeds. Wow. And then we have the Trailblazers, Spurs, and Rockets at the bottom. I mean fifteen and fifty one oh, the Rockets. What is their um they're tank. tanking they're in tank mode. They're in the Wimbim Yama lottery. Let's draft. look at this Eastern Conference real quick though. How about them Bucks? Forty eight and eighteen. We got the Celtics in second place, forty six and twenty one. There's no surprises on this list. Right. There's seriously no surprises. The only surprises. surprise for me is Cleveland, because they're young and they, they like are young. But Donovan good. they have they have Donovan Mitchell. Happy to see him. Forty two and twenty six. <laughs> look at that home uh ratio there. Twenty eight and seven at home. Good day or good year to be a Cavaliers fan. A lot of these other like lower seated teams, like the Knicks are mad talented. Um, they got Julius Randle. Nets. Still the Nets up there. don't have anybody, they, and they're still in the mix, though. It's because it's the East. The East is so like like the West is top heavy. The East. Doesn't I mean, have yeah, much. all the teams under this. It's the like, Heat look past their prime. Yeah, the already. Hawks are the Hawks. Raptors yeah. are the Raptors. Wizards, Bulls, Pacers. Look at the Pistons, fifteen and fifty-two. Even worse than the Western Conference. Everybody wants batter. that first pick, bro. They do want that first pick, dude. All right, those are the standings. Let's pick our parlay and get the fudge out of here, huh? All right. I said fudge. 
Um, Shout out. Shout out Fudge, though. Like, Fudge is delicious. I mean, let me see. I don't know if I will have... God damn it, dude. You with the notifications. I know. I just never turned them off because I don't know why. I don't even know... I was going crazy earlier. If Barstool has odds for Bellator. Probably not. I doubt it. I doubt it. So let me pull up my oh, odds real quick. Are you going to bet on a Bellator fight? I want to put that in the parlay if it's possible. But I'll one, pull it up on FanDuel. One thing I want to mention, another thing, um, we have the uh, slap fight um, whatever next weekend. Oh, yeah, the finale thingy? Mm-hmm. I haven't been watching. I watch it. It's fun. We got uh, the homie Robert Trujillo. I think that's his name. In in it, right? Yeah, he's um, in a battle. local. Yeah. Sports... Right. What are you thinking so, for your parlay, though? All right, let me ideas? pull up these. Oh, they do have Bellator. Let's go. Hold on. Forgot I got to take off my VPN. <laughs> Fucking feds, dude. Um, oh, my goodness. Michael Venom Page and Yamauchi is a coin flip. We're looking at a minus 130 MVP and a minus 103 for Yamauchi. Damn. God, man. That's the one I wanted to bet on. Oh, my goodness. I fandles Usman is minus twenty five hundred. And what's Benson, Benson? Plus eight fifty. If you bet a dollar on that man, takes that a split decision. Bet one dollar on Benson, you guys, and if you win, you're gonna win like eighty five bucks. That's <laughs> a good, good win. I seen on um, while we're talking bets, while my thing is still loading. Ooh, I seen a guy stuff. on Ariel Hawani's podcast. They put on the biggest wi- big biggest hit winners. This dude put a a, a plus thirty nine million. Yeah, he Something made he made bet. like three hundred grand on like like a one like a four dollar bet. Put a one dollar bet. bet, hit it three hundred grand. He bet like Alexa Grasso's finish, John Jones finish, like a whole bunch of shit. He bet I saw a that bunch of crazy shit, dude. That shit blew my mind. He hit that one, and then he hit a uh, like a one point seven million one or something too. It was crazy. Bet one dollar on that one, a hundred and something thousand dollars. Like I don't know how people do this shit. I honestly thought it was fake. It looked fake. Like I was like, is this even real? All right. I'm looking at the line for Volkov and Romanov. I'm going to see what they have that for not going the distance. Probably going to pick it up. Uh, Alexander Volkov versus Alexander Romanov. Minus 280 did not go the distance. In my eyes, good parlay piece. Yeah. Picking that one up, minus 280. Throw that on there. Yep. What are you thinking, Dave? I'm kind of torn because I like the MVP Yamauchi odds, kind of, because I feel like that fight's going to end in like a KO. But like, you got see. you almost got... Some pretty juicy odds for like Ryan Spann is plus one forty three and Nikita Krylov is minus one eighty. That might be a juicy one. Um, another that is one. A juicy one. Davalishvili is plus two ten and Piotr Jan's minus two seventy five. I think Rob's gonna take this, especially same fight camp that's fought that dude twice. If, if Rob's more like if Aljo can do that to Jan, Marab can do that to Jan. Okay, like, so that's may, all I'm gonna say. So throw Marab. Devalishvili to win at any time. Let's see what those odds wow. are. Wow. You want to pick him up? The underdog. Yeah. All right. Plus 220 on FanDuel. Marab Devalishvili, money line. Anytime. Any, what does that mean? Anytime. It means like he just he's going to win. I'm not specifying okay, the okay. outcome. You're just, okay. Right now, just those two legs, we're at a plus 334. That's juicy. That's juicy for this. those two. All right. What are you thinking, Chauncey? You got a bet parlay piece this week? Uh, no, I'm good. No? <laughs> not even on NBA? Not even on uh, NBA? Maybe if someone I to was, pick up some points. I'm, I'm probably going to go with Jokic again, low key. But I probably go with. Let me let me read off some. Let me I'll read off some stats like, for you. Steph's back, right. by the way. So oh, maybe yes, look up some. Steph's back. Yep. They lost on this. So let me go back. to Denver Nuggets versus the Spurs. We're taking on the Spurs. Mm, just so you know, team. yeah, the yeah. easiest team uh, right now. Um, you could pick up Jokic 
over 20 points for minus 270. Yeah, that's goody. You, you going to do that oh, one? Goody, yeah. Throw that on Yeah, there. that's yeah, goody yeah. right there. Minus 270, Nikola Jokic over 20 points. That's an easy That scene. should be a gimme. That's and a gimme. parlay. Me. So we have three parlay pieces right here. We have Alexander Volkov versus Alexander Romanov, the Battle of the Alexanders. That ain't going to a decision. Minus 280. We have Marab Devalishvili. We are riding with him on our parlay this time. Plus 220. Then we have Nikola Jokic plus 20 points for his game which is going down tonight at 6 o'clock. So put in this uh, parlay right away. It's happening right now. Happening mm-hmm. right now. Actually, it's about to start, so let's put this in right now. Hit it. If you bet $5, you win twenty four seventy six. If you bet $10, you win forty nine fifty one. That's been our parlay. This has been our episode of Sport Champs. Uh, glad you guys stuck around for all these raunchy discussions. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate you guys. Hello. We are ending this shit, and we are out of here. Go go stream the music too. Just dropped a new song. Go do that. Peace.